Good evening, and it's great to have you with us here on a very busy Tuesday night. And we begin here tonight with the news that broke late today. The historic decision from former Vice President Joe Biden revealing today Senator Kamala Harris was his choice for a running mate. Hello, Pulse Check listeners. This is Dan Diamond, and welcome to our special Pulse Check series on the coronavirus outbreak. Today, I'm in conversation with my colleague, Jeremy Siegel, from our Daily Dispatch podcast. We're looking at Joe Biden's running mate pick, Kamala Harris, and what her positions on healthcare bring to the 2020 race. Here's our conversation. Are you recording? I am. Did you miss me, Dan? Jeremy, I miss you every day. <laughs> Where were you last week? I, I was on vacation. I, I Actually, when I'm not on a podcast, I just cease to exist in a, a podcastless ether. <laughs> I, I actually would buy that you're like an algorithm invented uh, to, to man Politico's daily dispatch. Yeah, you turn on a microphone and, and then I appear and then uh, you turn it off and, and I'm gone. <laughs> But I, I got to that point midweek and I, I knew something was missing in my life. You know, despite being on vacation, I'm like, something doesn't feel right. And then uh, it got to a certain hour and it was like, oh, no Dan Diamond. <laughs> well, you realize in, in this world of, of no social engagements and seeing almost nobody outside of my immediate circle, this is one of the few commitments I have every week. I get to talk to you. I know, I know. It, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's talking about the, the Biden-Harris ticket, but really they, they should be talking about Siegel Diamond every week. My my parents have <laughs> strong opinions on you now. It's funny. Oh, oh, I, I hope good ones. Very good ones. <laughs> as much as I'd love to talk about the Siegel Diamond ticket all day, everybody is talking about the Harris-Biden ticket. Um... You have been looking at Harris's record on healthcare and how that's going to factor into this election. And I want to get into all of that. But to start, I mean, this election is unlike any other in so many ways. And I'm wondering, how do you think healthcare and health policy more broadly with everything that's going on will play into this election compared to past presidential races? Yeah, healthcare is normally the most important issue in the presidential race, at least in recent years. I think this year it might be second most important to does the mail work. <laughs> uh, but but I, I also think the kind of healthcare issues we'll be discussing will be very different. I was looking last night at, at polls that were done on the presidential race dating back to pre-pandemic and health policy, health coverage, the fate of Obamacare. Those things were front and center as major determinants of people's prospective votes back in January. Now, every issue would seem to be shaped by the pandemic. And and that is very different than, say, 2008, where there was debate over a national health plan. Uh, 2012, there was an early referendum on President Obama's health efforts, although Mitt Romney was hampered as the creator of an Obamacare-like system in Massachusetts. He wasn't able to really go after the Affordable Care Act. And then in 2016, Donald Trump promised repeatedly to repeal Obamacare. And I think that really shaped the past four years to some political disaster for Republicans. At, at this point, if there is going to be a referendum on the handling of the pandemic, it would seem to be about the mistakes that the Trump administration has made. 
And that's where Kamala Harris focused much of her initial speech with Joe Biden on Wednesday, attacking the president, attacking the administration for what it had done and mostly had not done to fight the coronavirus. We're reeling from the worst public health crisis in a century. The president's mismanagement of the pandemic has plunged us into the worst economic crisis since the Great Depression. Before all of this, healthcare, not coronavirus related, but healthcare was a huge issue during the Democratic primary. And Kamala Harris, who was a candidate at the time, her campaign was in part defined by it, defined by healthcare because of her difficulty nailing down a position on Medicare for all. Why was that such a trouble spot for Harris and her campaign? You know, after Biden's announcement, Jeremy, I had to go back to the room in my brain and unpack the box labeled Kamala Care. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I thought so much about this a year ago and, and only a few things have happened in the subsequent year. I got to say, you're the only person I know who could have a room in their brain labeled <laughs> Kamala Care. <laughs> Well, it was it was such a big issue during the campaign because we were waiting for these candidates who had not weighed in on healthcare before to come out with their plans. And I remember talking to people on the campaign trail, uh, working on the Harris campaign or working on rival campaigns about the need for her to have some showing at table stakes almost in a race that was being quickly defined by healthcare, by Bernie Sanders, Medicare for all plan, by uh, Joe Biden's unwillingness to get to Medicare for all by just wanting to expand on the ACA. And Harris had struggles navigating that. She had she had problems even articulating what she thought about health coverage. And I think one reason, one, one kind of practical reason is Kamala Harris was not on the Senate Health Committee. Uh, she was not someone who came up through the ranks of, of health care policy. She was an attorney general. And I, I think that played a role. She wasn't in regular hearings having to discuss the workings of Medicare Part B or what it meant to have the Affordable Care Act set up health insurance exchanges. So when she was pressed during the campaign about her early support of Bernie Sanders' Medicare for All plan, but then did she actually want to get rid of private insurance? Well, you support uh, the Bernie Sanders bill, which essentially gets I rid of insurance. I support Medicare for All, but I really do need to clear up what yes. happened on that stage. Okay. It was in the context of saying, let's get rid of all the bureaucracy. Let's get all of the ways. Oh, not the insurance companies. No, that's not what I meant. I she bounced back and forth a few times. It was a real problem for her messaging, and it played into this broader perspective that Kamala Harris was just figuring things out on the fly, that she was going to come up with whatever sounded politically expedient at the time. And healthcare became this weight around the campaign. She did end up coming out with a plan that seemed to split the difference. Harris's plan advocates for Medicare for all, but differs from what Sanders has called for. This latest plan from Harris comes after she faced mounting questions about how she would pay for the proposal and whether she would allow private insurance to continue. Private insurance would be allowed to stick around if private insurance companies came up with plans that were essentially on par with the public health insurance that she wanted to create for everyone. I remember calling it the not Medicare for all plan, but the Medicare Advantage for all plan based on the private health insurance option that Medicare offers, Medicare Advantage. I seem to remember her campaign staff getting grumpy over that. But 
some policy people did like that plan. I remember writing that I, I thought it was a shrewd compromise. It wasn't as radically transformative as Bernie Sanders' plan. It built in more time to make adjustments to the Harris system. And it did keep a role for private insurance, which polls showed that many Americans did want to have that option. But Harris dropped out of the race by the end of the year, so we have not had to think a lot about Kamala Care uh, in, in many months. So flash forward to now, Harris is on Biden's ticket. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Does any of what you just said matter? I mean, if the election <laughs> is a referendum on the handling of the pandemic, is it relevant at all what Harris has said or did on health care issues last year when so much has changed on health care this year? Jeremy, I think the Trump campaign wants it to matter. They had prepared a lot of attacks on Democrats and laid a lot of groundwork over the past year, attacking Medicare for all, blasting socialism. And, and they were doing that, especially if Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren won the nomination. There would be this pre-existing knowledge among the electorate and certainly among the Republican base that whoever the Democratic nominee was going to be was going to radically transform health care and, and the rest of America. And then they ended up with Joe Biden, who... Republicans have had real trouble painting as a radical socialist. Americans know Joe Biden. His image is not someone who's going to come and take away their private health insurance. If anything, he said repeatedly he didn't want to do that during the Democratic campaign. But Kamala Harris does give the Trump campaign a window. And the first video that President Trump and Republicans put up attacking Harris goes directly in on that. Kamala Harris ran for president by rushing to the radical left, embracing Bernie's plan for socialized medicine, calling for trillions in new taxes. Says that Harris was aligned with Bernie Sanders, wants to raise taxes by trillions of dollars. He is handing over the reins to Kamala while they jointly embrace the radical left. Slow Joe and phony Kamala, perfect together, wrong for America. But Jeremy, there's, there's also an interesting flip to that, I think, which is... There is some hope among some Democrats that Kamala Harris, who is a progressive senator and, and has a more progressive track record on issues like Medicare for all than Joe Biden, that maybe that will motivate some younger Democratic voters, too, who had balked at the idea of supporting Biden because they didn't think he was ambitious enough, aggressive enough. And now Kamala Harris might add a little bit more verve on issues like Medicare for all and motivate them to go to the polls. All right, we're going to take a quick break here, and we'll be back in a minute after a message from our sponsor. Beyond just Medicare for all, with the election three months away, as someone who's tracking the ins and outs of many health care issues, is there anything more that you're expecting from both Biden and now Harris on health care as we approach Election Day? There are a couple markers on the calendar that we're watching, one being that the Affordable Care Act is facing yet another showdown at the Supreme Court, another challenge to Obamacare's legitimacy. And frankly, this is a political gift to Democrats. We saw over and over again the past few years that every time Republicans attacked the ACA, that was easy fodder for Democrats to then turn around and run on. And this is going to be a Supreme Court hearing that basically brackets the November election. It will be top of mind for many voters who might get their health coverage through the Affordable Care Act. Also, I think that Kamala Harris now joining the ticket will allow Democrats to message even more about how the pandemic is hitting communities of color. 
we know that blacks, Hispanics, Asian Americans, these populations that are more on the fringes of the American health system have been hit really hard by COVID-19. Kamala Harris, for her lack of health policy chops, has gone directly at that issue in a bunch of different ways in recent weeks and months. I think it's going to be something that she'll continue to highlight and in a way that's probably more effective than Joe Biden, Donald Trump, Mike Pence, all of them saying it, in part because Kamala Harris is a member of a community of color, too. I'm curious about your thoughts on the Harris pick more broadly, because, I mean, Joe Biden's announcement was one of the most scrutinized events of the 2020 campaign. It's a historic decision. Harris would be the first black and South Asian American vice president. As someone who's not only covering the healthcare issues of the campaign, but is covering the campaign itself, what did you make of the announcement? It's said that the vice presidential choice is so important because it's the first big decision that a presidential candidate makes. It tells you something about how Joe Biden thinks. I think there's been a lot of analysis of that. I I will defer to those political pundits. But I was actually thinking about how relatively smooth the announcement itself was and what that tells us about what a Biden-Harris administration might look like, particularly after how messy the Trump-Pence announcement was four years ago. Uh, My Politico colleague, Tim Alberto, wrote about some of this in his book, how Paul Manafort, who was at the time the campaign chair for Trump, effectively stranded Trump in Indiana to try and force Trump and Mike Pence to spend time together, all of the different pressures trying to get Trump to choose Pence over his own instincts. Pence and Trump are totally different people. Eventually, the news leaked out that Trump was going to pick Mike Pence. And then Donald Trump tried to figure out a way to get out of even doing that, calling people all night. Tim Tim writes about this in his book. And to me, that was a predictor of a lot of the last four years. Donald Trump and Mike Pence thrown together in this political shotgun marriage. Donald Trump then going back on his decisions and trying to chart his own path, maybe to his chagrin. All the messiness of that announcement and and the multi-days before Mike Pence and Donald Trump were even able to take the stage together, that is a template for a lot of what we've seen the past few years with different gangs in the White House and in the health department feuding, fighting, leaking. It has really defined how we cover this White House and this administration. And my, my buddy, Adam Kankren, and I were discussing this. If this is going to be the template for how the Biden-Harris team operates, it's going to mean a lot less leaks out of out of the team. And that will change, I, I think, how Politico and other news outlets are reporting on the administration if Biden and Harris take the White House in 2020. All right, that is our show for this week. I'm Dan Diamond, and my thanks to my colleague, Jeremy Siegel, for joining me. Jenny Ament is our senior producer, and Irene Noguchi is our executive producer. You can subscribe to Politico Pulse Check on your favorite podcast app. You can help us by leaving a review or a rating. That helps new listeners discover the show. And we're grateful to the listeners who did so after the interview with Tony Fauci last week. You can follow Politico's coverage of the coronavirus in the Politico Nightly Newsletter, as well as in Politico Pulse, the morning newsletter I co-author with Adam Cancran. You can sign up for our newsletters at politico.com slash newsletters. Thanks so much for listening. Stay safe. 
we'll be back again with you next week.